Hey there, it's David. Welcome to episode four, aka my normal number three on island hopping, Perfect Perfection. Remember, these episodes are merely an introduction to my specific brand of crazy, a way for you to understand where I'm coming from, my perspectives, my normal, so that you can better understand island hopping. It isn't my intention to tell you that you should agree with all of my normals, but it is my intention to invite you to wrestle with all of my normals. So, if this is your first time tuning into Island Hopping, please stop this podcast and go back to episode one. This journey is best experienced from the beginning. Well, if you're still with me, I invite you to be open. And as we will talk about today, be open to learning and growing. So, without further ado, let's go Island Hopping. Island hopping will deal with many things that will trip you up on your journey to be. First of the things that will cause you to stumble will be manifested out of your own ignorance. You simply don't know any better. For all of us don't know what we don't know. Thus, all of us will make mistakes. All of us will go the wrong way. And all of us will make the wrong decisions. This is simply a fact of life on this side of eternity. Nothing to be ashamed of, or worse yet, this reality is nothing to be afraid of. The quicker you can embrace the fact that you will mess up, the better it will be for you on this journey. Instead of fearing the mistakes that you know that you'll make, embrace your mistakes as an essential part of the process of becoming you. Don't deny your mistakes. Don't claim ignorance in the face of your mistakes. Simply live passionately and boldly understanding that mistakes are a part of your journey. Mistakes are not to be feared, but to be embraced as opportunities to learn and grow. In order to overcome this ignorance that is rooted in your fear of making mistakes, you need to have your perspective changed. I believe that everyone can be changed. Your fear is rooted in your learned perspective that you have to be perfect. You can't be seen making mistakes, for mistakes are a sign of weakness. And you can't let anybody know your weaknesses, for knowing your weaknesses will invite others to take advantage of your weaknesses. This fear perspective when it comes to making mistakes says a lot about your understanding of life, the other people, and the world around you, and not in a good way. The new perspective that you're invited to adopt is a perspective of learning, that every situation in life is a learning opportunity. And the only way that anyone ever learns anything is by making mistakes. Your goal in life is to never stop learning and growing. Your goal in life isn't to be perfect. Well, at least perfect in the way that perfection has been defined by our world, but but that's a subject for a little later. Where this gets hard and where this runs headlong into your fear is the fact that learning requires you to boldly make mistakes. Nobody learns anything if they always get everything right. Everyone must fall down. Everyone must pick themselves up. Everyone must brush themselves off. Everyone must examine what happened and take note of what happened as a lesson learned. And then everyone must move forward. Your problem just might be that you are so afraid of making mistakes that you never try anything. 
Thus, you never learn anything, which, by the way, is a huge mistake. The second thing that will trip you up on your journey to be is misinformation that you have received. Part of your problem just might be that you are operating out of a misguided perspective in your life. Someone, somewhere, somehow taught you something that simply isn't true. A perfect example of an untruth that has been taught over and over and over again, even outside of the church, outside of a faith in Jesus, is this concept that God will never give you more than you can handle. And what makes untruths so powerful is that they are so close to the truth that they can fool you. For the truth is that God will never leave you regardless of what situation you find yourself in. God will help you to handle all situations in your life, which is the truth. The untruth is is that you will always be able to handle everything that God gives you. And the difference is the subtle focus on yourself. The untruth of God will never, never give you more than you can handle puts the emphasis on yourself puts the emphasis on your abilities, your power, your strength. And that is something that as human beings, we really enjoy. We relish that. We relish to be the one that gets to make the winning shot. We relish being the one that can solve all the problems. But the fact of the matter is, is that we can't solve all the problems, that we don't always make the winning shot. The fact of the matter is, is that life is going to be hard. And when we put the responsibility of dealing with the hardness of life, dealing with the struggles of life squarely on our shoulders, then we create a situation where we can't win because we are going to fail. That is going to be a a certainty in life. We're never going to get everything right. We're never going to do everything totally correct. And so this concept, this untruth that has been taught to us that God will never give us more than what we can handle uh, reminds us or teaches us or reinstills in us our sin-stained nature of saying it's all about me. Where the truth is, is that God will always be with you to help you to handle whatever it is that life hands you. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, God will be there with you to help you through it, to learn and to grow, um, to pick yourself up, whatever the case may be. And when we think about that truth, then we put the emphasis on God. We put the emphasis on God's power, God's strength, God's knowledge. And so it's not about us. It's about our relationship with God. And that's the subtle difference. Now, on the outside, that just seems like nothing really that big. You know, that's so what if I think that, you know, God won't give me more than I can handle? You know, what's the big deal? Well, in and itself, like any other untruth, all by itself, it's harmless. But once you start to live into that untruth, using this as an example, living into the untruth that basically it's up to me, that God will never give me more than I can handle, then I will start to live that way. I will start to gain perspective that way. I will start to make decisions that way. And pretty soon those perspectives, that, those decisions will start to spill over into other areas of my life. And I will start to believe or start to think that I have to take care of everything myself, that I have to be the one who fixes everything. I have to be the one that hits the winning shot. I have to be the one that's always right. 
And I hope that you see the recipe for disaster that that perspective will bring forward, that recipe for disaster that that understanding of reality will create. Because again, we can't get everything right. We can't always hit the winning shot. Life is going to hand us things that we're not going to be able to handle on our own. And that's when the truth that God will be with us in the midst of that, that God will help us to overcome whatever it is that life helps hands to us. That truth is the truth that we lean into. That truth is the truth that we live. And once we understand that, then that perspective, again, like the untruth, will spill over into other areas of our life. And we'll basically cut ourselves a break and we'll realize that it's not totally up to me, that I'm not alone in this, that I don't have to have all the answers, that I don't always have to win, that God will be with me, God will lead me. And even in the losses, even in the times when I don't hit the winning shot, even in the times when I don't have all the answers, God will still have me by my hand and will lead me and guide me and direct me. And I will learn. I will grow. I will be stronger for my losses. I will be stronger for my setbacks, not because of me, but because of God in me, my relationship with God. And that's a totally different perspective. So the danger of untruths, not are necessarily in what the untruth teaches, which is bad enough, but little itty bitty little untruths like God will never give you more than you can handle opens the door for us to move out into other parts of our, our life, other parts of our relationship with God with the same flawed, untrue perspective. And that's where it gets dangerous. It's kind of like the snowball rolling down the hill. You know, once you start at the top, it's just this itty bitty little ball that fits in your hand. But once it rolls down the hill, by the time it gets to the bottom, it could take out a house. And that's the danger of untruths. And so as we go through this process, we understand that learning untruths are going to be something that are going to be a challenge in our journey. As we island hop, we're going to be dealing with different untruths that we have been taught, that we have learned. And it's going to be important for us to be open and honest about that. To be, It's going to be important for us to, to look at those things straight in the face and say, this is an untruth. And to step back and to take a new perspective, uh, to learn something new, uh, to go in a new direction, that, that churchy word repent, which means basically to turn around and go in a new direction. And so that's going to be a challenge on the journey because many of us have learned untruths. We have put them as a part of our life so much that they've become our truth. And it's not that these are bad. It's just a reality. All of us have stuff. All of us have things that we've been taught by well-intentioned people, by people who love us, good people, uh, but they just were teaching untruths. And now it's time for us to examine those things, to learn from them, and to move beyond them. Well, using that as an example, we understand that many well-intentioned people will pass on untruths, not of some sort of diabolical calculated manipulation, but simply out of their own ignorance. For nobody can teach you anything that they themselves haven't already learned and believed. And none of us can or will learn anything unless we're taught. If you're taught something is truth that isn't true, that will affect your perspective from that point forward. That is, until you allow someone somewhere somehow to come along and teach you something new. This is why it's so vital for you to stay open to learning and growing all the time. 
Don't settle for living your life out of a been there, done that, bought the t-shirt mentality. For what if where you have been, what you have done, and the t-shirt that you have bought isn't the truth? Misinformation about yourself, about the world around you, and about the other people around you, if accepted as truth, will prevent you from learning and growing. Staying open, asking questions, and learning from your mistakes is vital on your journey to be. The third thing that will trip you up on your journey to be isn't easy to talk about. In fact, you might not want to even think about it. But let's be real. You think about it every single day of your life. Now, it's simply time to embrace it, learn from it, and overcome it. What I'm talking about is some kind of trauma that you have experienced in your life. Through your traumatic experience, you have learned the art of self-preservation. You have been through the whole gamut of denial, burial, and you have even raged against the machine. You have learned how to self-soothe and to self-preserve, possibly even in the most dysfunctional of ways. This is true because of the bad that has happened to you, not because you are bad. Just like your mistakes are opportunities for you to learn and grow, so is your trauma. Not that I am downplaying the significant pain that many have experienced in their lives. I'm simply upplaying the possibility of a new day, the possibility of being transformed from the inside out, the possibility of being better, living better, and feeling better today than you did yesterday, the possibility of seeing today as the first day of the rest of your life. I know this perspective comes with a great deal of risk, yet since when has anything beneficial in this fractured, faulty, sin-stained life ever been experienced without substantial risk? Allow your trauma to inform your life, not dictate your life. Learn and grow through it all. Alas, but certainly not least, something that will trip you up on this journey to be is the ever-present danger of complacency. Some people have grown comfortable with their lives and with who they are. They see no point in expending the amount of energy that it will take to be more than they are today. They have settled for the perspective that they will never be more than they are today. I call this the Popeye perspective. I am who I am. Which isn't necessarily a bad perspective to have, unless it's a white flag of surrender to the possibility of transformation. This is a very bad perspective if it means that you have convinced yourself that your present reality, who you are right here, right now, is all you will ever be. And that your present reality, who you are right here, right now, is good enough. The danger in this perspective is that we resign ourselves to simply laying back and allowing life to happen to us, as opposed to proactively living the life that God has given to us to live. Complacency robs you of your drive to be all that God has created you to be. Complacency robs you of the possibility of learning and growing. Complacency is what I want to address with you right here, right now, as I share with you my normal of perfect perfection. That is, before we get any further into island hopping. My guess is that your life is good. You experience happiness on a regular basis, and you can honestly say that you've been blessed in your life. Or, at the very least, you can acknowledge that your life could be a whole lot worse. My guess is also that you can connect this personal reality of life being good with a gnawing sense of imperfection. That even though you can acknowledge that life is good, there is still something inside of you that is telling you that you don't deserve a life that is good. 
for you aren't perfect. Let alone all this nonsense that we're talking about learning and growing and being more today than you were yesterday. In many ways, you feel unworthy to deserve anything better than what you're currently experiencing in life. For you have been taught by this world and others in your life that you don't deserve anything better. This combination of good enough and undeserving of better serves as a recipe for complacency in your life. You have settled for a life of knowing there is something more, and you have settled into the belief that you will never know what that more is because your life is already better than you deserve. What's this notion that your life is already good enough? That your life is better than you deserve? Where did it come from and why is it so powerful? These answers can be found in the very fabric of the culture in which we all live. We have a basic misunderstanding of what Jesus is teaching us when we read, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. We have misinterpreted the word perfect to mean that if we want to have a life that is better than good enough, we can't do anything wrong. If we want to live a life that is more than simply good enough, we must live without any mistakes, without ever going the wrong way, or without ever making any wrong decisions. Well, we've already determined that this is an impossibility. Thus, your definition of perfection is the very thing that keeps tripping you up on your journey to be. It's like you've shot yourself in the foot before you ever learned how to walk. And as we talked about earlier, the definition of perfection is something that you have learned. Well, you've learned something that simply isn't true. And this perfection perspective has altered the trajectory of your entire life. Moreover, we have connected this misinterpretation of being perfect to our perspective of God's love. This faulty perspective goes something like this. In order for God to love me, I must be perfect. With this kind of perspective, is it any wonder that so many of us settle for complacency? If you are given an unattainable goal, it's only natural to give up and settle for second best. It's this second best mentality that the journey to be intends to help you overcome. If you truly want to be all that God has created you to be, good enough can't ever be good enough for you. Does this mean that you have to be perfect? Yes, as long as you understand what perfect really means. Well, to illustrate what perfect really means, let's use the visual of a jigsaw puzzle. Everyone is aware that the picture on the cover of a jigsaw puzzle box reveals what the finished product will look like. This picture serves as your guide while the puzzle is being put together. The picture reveals details and helps you find where a specific piece or pieces fit. Well, there is nothing more frustrating than working on a 500-piece jigsaw puzzle just to get down to the end and discover that you are two pieces short. Yes, you can still tell what the picture looks like with 498 pieces. But there is an incompleteness that is downright frustrating. Well, hold on to this image of an incomplete jigsaw puzzle in your mind for a moment. In order to deal with your feelings that your current life is good enough, we must clear up a major misunderstanding about the concept of perfection. Before anyone can go island hopping, one must come to terms with a different perspective of perfection. The perfection that you are seeking isn't about being perfect, meaning without mistakes. For Jesus was the only perfect human being that ever lived, according to Hebrews 4.15. The perfection that you seek is completeness. In other words, 
The perfection that you are seeking on this journey is your life as a jigsaw puzzle complete with all of the pieces. The perfection you're invited to seek isn't a perfect life with no mistakes, no going the wrong way, and no bad decisions. The perfection that you're invited to seek is a complete life. A life that looks just like the picture on the cover of the jigsaw puzzle box. The perfection that you're invited to seek is a life with all of your pieces. The life that God has created you and gifted you to live. But sadly, too many of us are satisfied to live our lives with a couple of pieces of our jigsaw puzzle missing. After all, 498 out of 500 pieces is good enough. Yet, without those last two pieces, your life will be forever incomplete and imperfect. Somewhere down the line, you have been convinced, you have been taught that this is good enough. You have been taught that this state of being good enough will have to be good enough, since you don't deserve anything better. And you don't deserve anything better because you aren't perfect. Yet, God doesn't see you as not being good enough. God sees you as a complete picture on the cover of the jigsaw puzzle box. Because that completeness is who God has created you to be. God desires for your life to be perfect, to be complete, and look exactly like the picture on the cover of your jigsaw puzzle box. Well, there's a catch to all this. There's always a catch. This one life is all you get. So, when it comes to your life being a jigsaw puzzle with two pieces missing, you don't have the benefit of simply ripping it apart, throwing it away, and going out and getting a new puzzle. You must live in that incompleteness, knowing that there is something more to your picture. You must live with the knowledge that you don't have all the pieces. And this is no way to live. But for too many of us, this is exactly how we live every single day. We know there's more. We know that there are pieces missing. But in our complacency, we have become satisfied with the good enough of 498 out of 500. Island hopping is about discovering your complete jigsaw puzzle life with no pieces missing. This is the perfection that God desires for you. Don't get caught up in the lie that you have to be perfect in order to be complete. In fact, flip it upside down and understand that you must be complete in order to be perfect. This is the perfection that God desires for you. Well, continuing with the jigsaw puzzle metaphor, the picture on the cover of your puzzle box doesn't look like the picture on the cover of anyone else's puzzle box. No picture is better or no picture is worse than any other. All pictures are perfect in their completeness. This completeness is what we are all seeking. This completeness is what we all desire. And this completeness is the one thing that none of us can discover on our own. Being a perfect you is what your journey is all about. Being a complete you is perfect perfection. I invite you to contemplate my normal number three, perfect perfection in your life. For I believe that your life, my life, every single person's life is all about being complete, not about being without mistakes. I'm blessed to know that you tuned in today and I look forward to talking with you again. Next time, 
The subject will be easy doesn't mean best, and the best is never easy.